श्री वैष्णव गुरु परंपरा की जाए श्री दाजी गोपाल की जाए श्री श्री गौ नितनंद की जाए श्री श्री गो राधा माधव की जाए भक्तबिंद की जाए गोल प्रेमानंद So I wanted to speak a little bit about the Panihati festival that uh, is commemorated today here in the parts of the world. It's a uh, also referred to as the Chidadahi festival and the Danda Mahotsava. Chidadahi means the chip chip rice festival, and Danda Mahotsava means the festival of punishment. So, um, goes by these various names, and um, became a, a the celebration of the event became an annual affair in the International Society for Krishna Consciousness under Om Vishnu Pad, Sibakibhadanta Sami Prabhupada's auspicious, and. Uh, Celebrated in, in uh, most of his, his temples, and a prominent temple that it was celebrated in, and I think where the annual celebrations of this uh, event of Gorlila um, began, and, and from there spread to um, other temples, was in, in Atlanta, Georgia. I was uh, there at the time. Prabhupada had been in, in Central America, where we find ourselves now, on a quick tour. Mexico, I think maybe Panama. I don't think he came to Costa Rica, but got to go over it to get to Panama. Um, and um, wherever else it was in Latin America, in, in Central America, he might have dipped into Central South America at, in Venezuela. I think that's just the cusp between Central and South America. I know there was a te- te- famous a-, a temple there. I had good fortune to visit there once as well. and had the Darshan of Gornatai. And prominent in his tour were the various um, temples established um, and dedicated to Gore and Nityananda in Central America a place that he had not been. So here he was coming to new territory. He had never been, and there were temples, and temples of Gore and Thai. And from there he came to Florida, where there was a Gore and Thai temple, and then to Atlanta, and a Gore and Thai temple. So it was building up and building up. And in uh, Atlanta, it so happened that many devotees, brahmacharis and sannyasis, who were in those days traveling in vans and, and buses and so forth, um, converged in Atlanta, and the Prabhupada was there for three or four days and lectured on Chaitanya Charitamrita. And uh, I think he named the place at that time New Panihati. It's custom to give give names um, to his various temples in commemoration of something from Gorli or Krishna Lila. So New Panihati. And that uh, I had the opportunity to meet with Prabhupada there and speak to him and uh, 
and also uh, Prabhu was lecturing in the evening from Chaitanya Charitamrita and um, he introduced a song Lochandas Thakur at that time Paramakarana Bhundvi Jananitai Gaudachanda Sabhabhata Sarshivamani Kevala Nandakanda and it's a it's a what do you call it two beat what do you, one, what do you call it Dothal okay and so nobody knew how to play the Murdanga. So Prabhupada took the Murdanga and played it. It was quite a... He was very emotional. And um, uh, the feeling, the compassionate uh, dispensation of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Nityananda Prabhu. And uh, so he named the place Nupanihati. And then they began singing that song before every class instead of the typical Jairada Madhava, which was the song that Prabhupada used to chant before class, so it became a unique little little place there, um, and the Panihati Festival then was incorporated, I think, um, after that, uh, on the first occasion that it would have, would have come around, it comes this time of year, May, June, uh, which is a very hot time in, uh, in Bengal, very hot, very humid, just before the rainy season comes and gives relief, and that's... Uh, um, the temperature, the climate is somewhat relative to the festival and, and the fact that cooling um, uh, foods uh, yogurt and, uh, and, and chipped rice and so were the main, main offering because um, of the heat but uh, if it's in Leela itself, we'll get to that. But uh, at any rate, the Panihati Festival, as it was called, um, in Atlanta was, they started to observe it, and I think it would become a, I never went, but a place where the boys would come throughout the South and often. Um, so in this way, it was um, instituted in this Leela is recorded, of course, in Chaitanya Charitamrita and the Auntie Leela. Um, And um, furthermore, there was also um, a prospect at a certain point in Prabhupada's mission of his International Society for Krishna Consciousness having the the place of Raghava Pandit, house and kitchen of Raghava Pandit, which is in Panihati, um, and the band tree, under which Nityananda Prabhu sat. We'll get to all of this when we enter into the Leela itself and uh, where he blessed uh, Raghunath Goswami and so forth. Uh, this area was a prospect of it coming under the auspices of, of Prabhupada and his, his mission and then building up the worship there and so forth and making it, um, turning it into a more dynamic place which, which it um wasn't as dynamic as it was in the time of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So um, it didn't, didn't come to pass as far as I, I recall, um, but uh, I was fortunate to accompany Prabhupada to Panihati from Mayapur. It's about 10 miles north of Calcutta, and it's right on the bank of the Ganges. It was a very famous place in times gone by of commerce when the river was the main the Ganges, the main uh, highway, hmm, uh, means of transport 
trading and so forth. So Panihati was, there was a special kind of rice that was grown in Panihati called Peneti. And some people um, conjecture that the name Panihati comes from the name of the rice there. There's another way of spelling Panihati with two N's and a Y instead of P-A-N-I, Pati, which also means something like Emporium of Merchandise. So some say it, it comes from that name. The name's been changed. It's spelled P-A-N-I-H-A-T-I. But um, both of them, the names, speak of the fact it was a place of a central place of of, uh, of commerce and a so a thriving um, area in times gone by. So, at any rate, the people, the 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 the, the, the uh, spiritual uh, community there, priests and whatnot. <laughs> entertained the idea of giving it to Prabhupada that it could be developed and so forth. And, hmm. Prabhupada thought of having a big ferry boat there to go pay, take people across the Ganges and whatnot. So at any rate, um, there was an invitation. Prabhupada was, I think it was rather late in his uh, manifest presence. Um, and he was, he was quite sick, but he insisted on going. And it was a, quite a ride by car and bumpy road and so we insisted on going to Panihati for the invitation we went and um, uh, there was lunch everyone was served and and uh, Prophet gave a lecture and so forth so I had a chance to visit Panihati the big event for me on the day was that when Prabhupada was um, getting up and we were leaving Panihati, his, I was right behind Prabhupada, his legs gave out. So I was able to catch him under his arms and hold him up from falling to the ground. So he was quite, uh, quite uh, infirmed and, uh, at the time. But his enthusiasm for going to Panihati and bringing the devotees there was considerable, and for good reason, given the nature of the place and all that took place there as recorded in Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, from which we get the names Chidadari Festival, Mahotsav, and Dandam Mahotsav. Chidadari means, of course, the chip rice. Um, and um, that was the main um, refreshment. And Dandam um, Mahotsav, we'll get to that, but the um, the background to the story. It's, it's really a story about Raghunath Das Goswami and about Nityananda Prabhu. As we know, Raghunath Das Goswami is the Prayojan Tattva Charja and um, his ideal, as uh, presented in his writings, is the uh, to attain the, the position of handmaiden of Radha. But he was not able to do that um, as it plays out in the Leela, although he's a Nityasiddha, of course he's setting an example as a Sadaka, he's not able to do that without the mercy of Nityanandapu. So Narutam has, Tapur has appropriately sung in this regard, Heno Nitai Bine Bhai Radha Krishna Poyibe Nai. Without the mercy of Nityanandapu, Heno Bine Nitai Bhai. My dear friend, there's no question of attaining Radha and Krishna. This story really brings it out. We've spoke on other occasions, often made the point on the appearance days of Nityananda Prabhu, the role that Nityananda Prabhu, Nityananda Ram, has in the dispensation of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and in, in, and in terms of attaining 
the ideal of of um, Radha Dasyam, that um, is kind of the uh, furthest reach of of, of Rasananda that uh, is uh, made available through Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's dispensation. We, we've spoken of the contribution of Nityananda Guru. Sometimes, um, even today, that can be uh, lost in the sight of some of the devotees. That we, we explained how the Chaitanya Charitamrita, for the most part, to a large extent, comes out of the blessing of Nityananda Prabhu, by which Krishnadas was able to enter Vrindavan in the first place, from where he gave, was commissioned to write Chaitanya Charitamrita. How Vrindavan Das says that in his heart, the Antaryami Nityananda Prabhu told him to write Chaitanya Bhagavad. Without these books, what would we know about Chaitanya Lila? What would we know about the highest ideal? so on and so forth. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu repeatedly kind of went out of his way to make a point as to the importance of Nityananda Prabhu, whose behavior wasn't entirely uh, orthodox. Um, it wasn't unorthodox in an in a immoral way, but in a uh, breaking of moral boundaries, but social boundaries where... where um, broken by him. Um, at any rate, it was still hard to understand for some. Mahaprabhu repeatedly, as we've said, made the point as to um, his importance. And, um, Murari came, the famous story, of course, to Chaitanya Bhagavat, uh, paid respects to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and to Nityananda Prabhu, and Mahaprabhu was displeased with him. He didn't know why. He walked away. And then at night in a dream, Nityananda Prabhu Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came and said, if you don't worship first the Guru, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, then how can you worship me? Hmm. Yeah, so this, in many ways, he pointed out the importance of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And this is another story then, that, uh, that does that in a, in a very prominent way. Uh, so the background, again, is, 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 is the trajectory, spiritual trajectory, of Raghunath Das Goswami. Hmm. And the blessing of Nityananda Prabhu and how central that was to his becoming successful and attaining its ideal. Raghunath Das was the son of, the only son, and uh, only child of, of um, a wealthy uh, Majumdar, uh, Govardhan Majumdar, I think his name was, uh, uh, Vaishnav um, merchant, so Das Goswami was not from the Brahmin family, um, like Rupa Sanatan, like Gopal Bhatta, Raghunath Das Goswami, Jiva Goswami, they're all from Brahmin families. Some people um, who don't have a good understanding of the Dharma, and uh, particularly of Prema Dharma, Posit that Rabbanat Das Goswami, not being a Brahmin, was not allowed to worship the Shalagram, therefore he was given the, the stone from Govardhan. Hmm. So, of course, properly understood that the stone from Govardhan is the Ravmarg deity. And um, while it doesn't require the same type of ingredients and procedural um, procedures and ritual and so forth, it requires a full giving of one's heart. Mahaprabhu used to worship the deity simply by crying, wearing the gunjamala, 
and bathing the deity in the morning with his tears. This is the real worship. And that stone he gave to Raghunathas Goswami. We talked about this, I think, not long ago this subject came up. And Mahaprabhu told how to worship the... Uh, well, it was on the, on the conference call last week. How to worship the uh, Shila as Krishna. And how to think of the uh, Gunjamal in relation to, to Radha. So, Das Goswami held a very holds a very, very exalted position within our uh, lineage. Again, the Prayojan Tattva Charja, who presides, if you will, over the Prayojan, whose writing um, speaks to the uh, the highest prospect um, to be attained, uh, attainable in Gaudiya Vaishnavism. So, the son of a very wealthy um, uh, person and and Vaishnava merchant, and uh, he had, I think... um, just like lots and lots and lots of money. Hmm. Very wealthy. And um, and he wanted to buy his son's allegiance to the family and his, have his son carry on the family name. And so the idea is, and it's a factual story, of course, that he had so much wealth at his disposal, but that this wealth, um, which was... Um, passed on to his son um, could not uh, capture his uh, attention in uh, contrast to the ascetic life led by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. It was after Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would take it sannyas that Ravathas Goswami got the opportunity to have his darshan. You know that Mahaprabhu left Puri to go to Vrindavan on two occasions. One was unsuccessful for different reasons and returned to Puri and the second time he, he was successful. So, um, when in, in Avadweep, um, Raghunathas Goswami had the opportunity to have his association by then, um, group Sanatan, they were his followers, and Mahaprabhu Sanyas was a major uh, event that had taken place and he was causing waves of to ripple throughout India with regard to his, his ecstasy and his significance and so forth. So, Das Goswami became attracted to the idea of monasticism and the person of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and wealth and uh, fortune, uh, prospect of material life had no uh, power over him. Parents, uh, m- mother suggested, because he was running away from home, he was constantly running away from home and being caught and brought back. And he was running away from home to join Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. What a beautiful idea, huh? And um, they kept bringing him back, and mother suggested, why don't you, to the father, why don't you handcuff him? And father made the comment that what, what will handcuffs do, hmm? physical handcuffs, iron chains do, if the chains... Maitanya Bhava, the chain of material attraction, Pumsastriya Mitanya Bhava Metur, Bhagavatam says, the attraction between man and woman to carry on the lineage, more or less what life in the material world is about, to carry that on, the attraction between man and woman, all that goes with that. I've told the story before how when I was young, 25, and I'd taken sannyas, a few months later, I met with Prabhupada in New York, 
and he was sitting in a newly acquired uh, skyscraper in New York on the 11th story, and I was sitting with him alone, and he said, have you seen the New York women? I told you the story before. And I didn't know what he was really getting at. Why is he asking me that? You know, and before I could say anything, probably said, they're so beautiful. Hmm? And he went on talking about them. And then as he kept on talking, he said, and because they're able to attract the men like this, the whole thing is going on, and all the buildings are going up, and the whole thing is arising out of this. And he said, this is Vishnu Maya. Hmm? So he was observing and analyzing the Vishnu Maya from the, um, the transcendental perspective and marveling at its power. Hmm? Hmm? The um, this Bhagavatam verse, I said, the attraction between man and woman. This is Maitunya Bhav, the, the, the Bhava that, um, of shackles. Maitunya means like, like ball and chain. Hmm? So Tie the feet with uh, with two with the chain, the two feet. You can't get too far. Hmm? So it's very powerful. Hmm? Um, I've I've spoken of it at other times as Purushabhav, just the opposite of the Dasibhav, that in which we worship Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and the Das or servitude, which is the basis of all uh, rasas properly understood. We're dependent entities, so um, we are his eternal um, servants. Ekala Ishwara Krishna, our subbritti, what to speak of ourself. Hmm? Amongst Ishwars, it is said, Ekala Ishwar, he's the only true Ishwar. And we find it in Gorlila. Even the other Ishwaras, Adveta, Nityanamaku, for example, are um, paying homage to him. Hmm? Gaur Krishna. So, the uh, the shackles, his father said, to, to, to Ravindas' mother of material life, I mean, who could be, what could be more powerful than that, the draw it has on us, without even knowing we're being drawn to it, we're being drawn to it, and we wake up like, what am I doing? <laughs> um, uh, so very subtle but extremely uh, powerful, and he made the gave the example that material chains are, are like insignificant form of bondage comparatively to Vishnu Maya. Krishna says in Gita, "What Mama Maya Durataya." Hmm. Krishna is pointing to his chest. My Maya. You can no one can overcome that. It's insurmountable. Mama Maya Duratyaya. Mamelie Prabhadyante Maya Metam Tadantite. However, if one surrenders to me, then that Vishnu Maya hurt her she will relax her grip and you go over her head, so to speak. She's an authority here, but if you go over her head, then it's possible. Otherwise, not. So there's no mukti without bhakti. I mentioned the point before, it comes to mind at the moment, that Sanatana Swami has, has said in Priya Bhagavatam that when he's describing the difference between uh, jnana and bhakti, between mukti in terms of Sayuja Mukti, 
identification with with Brahman and 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 Bhakti. Hmm? He says that one cannot attain Brahman Sayujamukti without Bhakti, but it is true. He says you could attain Atmananda, means self-realization, without Bhakti. You could attain self-realization without Bhakti. He says, but it's necessarily worth talking about because it it's meaningless. I think I said it the other night. If you come in second, well, you didn't win is another way of putting it. <laughs> you didn't get there. I almost got there. This doesn't, doesn't mean, you mean you're in samsara. <laughs> you mean you're still a conditioned, materially conditioned person. But I'm almost, I almost got there. Okay, Again, going down. And how far down? From Jivan Mukti, but no respect for Bhakti. So, so he says, why? It's true, but it's not worth talking about. And this is this is in the context of making light and small of Brahma Sayuja in comparison to the, uh, the what the prospect of one in transcendence when bhakti becomes prominent. If bhakti is part of gyan, you can get Sayuja Mukti. If bhakti if gyan is part of bhakti, then all you can you could attain Shantarasa. Huge difference. And the more, if bhakti is without jnana, then what? Jnana shunya bhakti. This is the uh, ideal of the Braj of Vrindavan that Mahaprabhu was uh, opening the gates to, if you will. So, this came, if you will, before Raghunath Das Goswami in the form of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's asceticism, his teaching, his example, the embodiment of ecstasy that he, he was. And Das Goswami was captivated by that. And so the, the chains of material uh, attraction had no, no power over him. Father was ready to give up what can be done. And uh, Raghunath Das was able to meet with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, had his darshan. And then... To the surprise, probably of the readers of Chaitanya Charitamrita and all of us, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, "No, stay with your family." Hmm? He said, "Don't be crazy. You're just a young boy. Hmm. Stay with your family." And he said, "And Krishna will make an arrangement. Keep an open eye for that. And Krishna will make an arrangement. Hmm. And then, at that time, you will understand, and then you can go." So he gave him some hope hmm? but he didn't immediately um, accept him and of course Mahaprabhu was associated with the family of his parents it was there that Mahaprabhu as a child went and accepted the ate the Ikadasi offering at their house on Ikadasi hmm? uh, so they had, a, they had some Close uh, contact, and Mahaprabhu didn't want to disturb the parents, but he wanted to teach us something. Also, that 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 a, a life of renunciation that Raghunath Das Goswami was interested in 
is not as easy as it might look. A lot of people, young men, some young women also have the romantic idea of becoming a monastic, but it requires some thick skin to do that. Not for the thin, thin-skinned. Um, and so many are called, and they say, I think of Catholicism and pure chosen, <laughs> something like that. Uh, of course, Narada makes the point with regard to monasticism, monastic, monasticism that better to try for it, even if you don't make it, because you've just got some scar for it, and you're better off, and they will come to aid you in, in the future. Hmm. Um, so there's something to be said for that, but but uh, Rupa Goswami has also um, spoken about renunciation in a particular way. His yukta bairagya manasakta sabishayandhitarham upayunjita. Yuktam bairagya uchite. That the bairagya within bhakti we can say it's a byproduct of bhakti, and that it's um, a practical, I think you want to say, type of bhairagya, where the enjoying spirit is given up, and not necessarily the things, especially the things that can be used in Bhagavan's service. So in a sense he's saying, Grihe taku vane taku, Swami, Sadahari bole daku. Why take a difficult life of monasticism when you could be a householder and, and also become a good devotee? Grihijana shikshaka nyasikudanayaka. Bhakti Vinod described Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as being the perfect example of a householder, perfect example of a sannyasi. When I was young, again after I took sannyasa, I met Prabhupada in Chicago. Same year that I took sannyas, and um, there was another devotee named a uh, godbrother of mine named Donavir. And um, at that time, I had a bus, and I had little deities, little Gornatai deities, and I was also organizing the distribution of Prabhupada's books in various airports and so forth. Um, and um, and um, this uh, Donavir and I had some communication, and I was encouraging him to take sannyas, knowing what I did about his situation and his enthusiasm and so forth. And um, he was married, but he had no children. Uh, and um, the temple president of the Los Angeles Temple, New Dwarf it was called, his name was Jayatirtha, he um, was upset that I was encouraging him to take sannyas. Because it would mean leaving the the community there and traveling, and his wife would be uh, left, and Judge um, was a householder himself, and so forth. So he happened to be there, and I was in the next room, and Prabhupada and Jayatirtha were speaking in the room next to me, and I was overhearing the conversation. It was an earshot. <laughs> and Jayatirtha was saying, this Tripari Marsh, you know, he's encouraging this Donavir to take sannyas. And Prabhupada says, what's wrong with that? <laughs> he said, well, Prabhupada, you know, he's got a family, he's got a wife, you know, and uh, he doesn't need to take sannyas. That's the teaching. And uh, they went back and forth, and Prabhupada kept defending me, and kept defending me and the idea. And finally, Jayatirtha said, but Prabhupada, hmm, 
Bhakti Vinod Thakur was a householder. Hmm? So that, you know, to make a real, he made us, it was reaching this crescendo, and this was like a powerful point. Bhakti Vinod, you know, the, 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 the stem, if you will, of our paribar, Bhakti Vinod paribar, he was a householder. And Prabhupada said, yes, that's true. Bhakti Vinod was a householder. And I thought, oh, we're defeated. And then Prabhupada said, but my Guru Maharaj, he was a sannyasi. And then Jayatirtha just collapsed. <laughs> and so, um, I thought, well, I guess that was okay. <laughs> Pushing the renunciation on this uh, fellow. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a fine line, of course. And uh, we have to see who has aptitude for that and, and, and so on. So Mahaprabhu was teaching that. Don't just run off and, and, uh, uh, prepare yourself. Uh, uh, really, the renunciation should be a byproduct of our understanding, our in, in enthusiasm, uh, positive attraction, and of course, Raghunathas had it all. Um, but there are um, there is much of what Rupa Goswami speaks about in contrast to his Yukta Bhairagya. Markata Bhairagya, false renunciation, um, that um, Krishna says in the Gita, Mityachara Suchate, this is not good, hmm. hypocritical. Hmm. Say one thing, do something else. Drinking water, underwater, on a fast day. <laughs> that should not be hidden to everybody. Hmm. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> so, he he didn't want. I mean, we're talking about um, I think there are, there are different models, of course, of monasticism. But at, but at the time, it's a particular model of, of monasticism. And it came to pass in Chaitanya Sampradaya that there were um, some examples of renunciation that were adversely affecting the way in which the public looked at Gaudiya Vaishnavism and for that purpose to, to counteract that Bhakti Sanatsar established his monastic order of, of sannyas to bring dignity to Gaudiya Vaishnavism and, and demonstrate that as Bhagavatam says Janiyatiya in the context of bhakti renunciation and knowledge, that are the goals, uh, and they are the, they're the kind of complementary means in the Gyan Mark. Renunciation brings knowledge, knowledge brings renunciation. They're the way in bhakti, they're a byproduct that come about in the context of loving Krishna. As you know, we give up things that are not favorable to Krishna. We accept things that might otherwise be unfavorable hmm, in the service of Krishna. In Bhaktivedanta Samrita Sindhu, Rupa Goswami also says that one can't be too detached to take the bhakti, or too much of an enjoyer. So, a little balance there. Hmm? Sometimes we have to accept material things for the service of Krishna. Sometimes we have to give up, and, and so forth. So, Markata brings monkeys, so there are monkeys here, they're renounced, they live in the trees, they only eat fruits, they never even touch the ground, like the rishis of yore, who never touch down, so to speak, but of course they're in the tamaguna. And 
our renunciation is for the for the nirguna. So sometimes if you go far enough to the, to the left, it starts to, turns into the right, something like that. So they look similar, but they're they're not the same. And then of course the Gyanmarg makes so much out of renunciation. Um, and we make little of it by comparison, in, in the sense that it's a byproduct in our um, um, uh, strategy, if you will, is the best defense is a good offense. So, Mahaprabhu cautioned him, um, and um, someone wants to become a monastic, we say, well, come, you know, you try it out, and we'll see, and, and so forth. There may be a little trial and error, but at any rate, he cautioned Raghunath Das Goswami, and so he returned home, and but he understood Mahaprabhu's instruction in a particular way also. So he uh, con- con- continued to uh, cultivate and fan the fire of his enthusiasm to join Mahaprabhu in his enthusiasm for monasticism, but he kept it within hmm? and didn't show it outwardly. And outwardly, he showed himself to be, he calmed down his parents, basically. Hmm? And they thought, okay, he talked to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and Nimai Pandita's made, made sense to him. Yes, yes, yes. Be a good boy and serve your parents. Gita says you should serve your parents. You know, <laughs> do your duty and uh, and so forth. As it's interpreted on a lower level and so forth. So, so, um, but this has also much to do with how he advised Rupa Sanatan as well. He said when Mahaprabhu, well, they corresponded with him. He said, given your circumstances, politically speaking, your. Uh, Aids to the uh, uh, leader of Nawab Hussain Saw, the, the king of Bengal, and uh, and so you got to be a little careful um, if you were to want to just leave that service. Then he may behead you. It was not. Uh, it was characteristic of him to deal with insubordination in that way, and so he told him, "Stay where you are and do what." Act as if you are a married uh, lady who has a lover. And in order to conceal the fact that you have a lover, act in such a way in relation to your household duties that there will be absolutely no suspicion. In other words, you will do your household duties better than ever. Hmm? And the husband will think, well, she's just really faithful and, and it's, everything's great and so forth. So this is how he advised him. It's a rather a parakia take on on things, which is, of course, the highest ideal of Gaudiya Vaishnava is parakia bhav. Hmm? Um, so he kind of played it out on a, on, a, on a lower level. And in a similar way, he's advising Raghunath Das Goswami. So shadows of what's to come. Hmm? in terms of the ideal of Raghunath Das Goswami, that he would be a parakya lover and he would have to hide his love hmm, in the Braj. Hmm. The gopis have to mind as well start now <laughs> and practice this. So this is a higher way of looking at the instructions of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu hmm, to Raghunath Das Goswami and Rupa Practice the parakya now because that's what's, you're going to have to be good at that in Vrindavan. Hmm. In Vrindavan, the love affair between Radha and Krishna 
this is the secret. It's a known secret, but it's not, you know, if you can't talk about it, it's kind of known. Some know. It's a rumor. Where there's smoke, there's fire, but not everybody relative to their aesthetic rapture can see the fire itself and so forth. And that's, of course, what helps to make it what it is. So, anyway, he instructs Raghunath Goswami along these lines, and that's how he conducted himself for a year or so. His parents lost all suspicion, and uh, it looked like he was had settled down from youthful um, romanticism, hmm? and uh, he was religious, but not not crazy, not fanatical, hmm? um, and at the same time, the inner fire was raging. This is another point, of course, that's worth uh, bringing out. Narutam Thakur has said that one should not show one's bhav externally. Hmm. Otherwise it may go out in the budding stages. Keep it, keep it within. Culture it within. Um, so Raghunathas was conducting himself in this way, doing his bhajan. Externally, he seemed to be a sensible, worldly person. But all the time, he was looking for the opportunity that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said would come. And just short of that opportunity, the significant event that we're observing today occurred, which is, as I say, a significant factor in his um, being able to find that opportunity and, and make his way into the camp Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and come as he did under the guidance of Sarup Damodar. Nityananda Prabhu was at Panihati. Hmm? And so he got the permission to go and visit with him. There he sat on a raised platform under a banyan tree on the shore of the Ganges, effulgent. Hmm? And uh, his associates Sundarananda and uh, Goridas Abhiram Thakur, um, Dharandatta, and so forth, are all sitting with him, surrounding him on the platform. Uh, other people below, and Raghunathas Goswami came into the into the assembly, and in the back he paid his his respects to Nityananda Prabhu, and one of the servants of Nityananda Prabhu said. Raghunathas has come. He's there in the back, paying some obeisances. And what did Nityananda say? He said, You thief! Come here! So this is the Danda Mahotsava, so the festival of punishment. So Nityananda was punishing Raghunathas as the thief. Kaviraj Goswami says, Nityananda was very friendly and very light-hearted. Hmm? After all, the sakirasa that he embodies hmm, is uh, very compatible with hasyarasa. And Rupa Goswami has described Baladev, Nityanandaram, Balaram, as the um, deity that presides over hasyarasa. Hmm. So he was a bit comical. <laughs> and uh, he's making a joke uh, in regard to Raghunathas Goswami, staying at a distance. Hmm kind of hiding and paying his obeisances like a thief does. He hides. He says, bring the thief here. He's hiding. 
bring him out. So he brought him up immediately into his company amongst all the big associates of, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So see the relationship between the Manjaris and Balaram and Gorlila. <laughs> it's a little different than Krishna Lila. Hmm. Uh, and so, Das Goswami sat close to Mahaprabhu and he said, you're a thief and so the price that you'll have to pay your punishment is that you have to put on a festival here. Das Goswami was known to be a very wealthy son of a word, like a millionaire. You know, billionaire today, something like that. Hmm. And so, called for a festival, and Das Goswami arranged for many edibles to come. Festival means eating, when, especially when you don't have all the distractions that you have today in our modern electric uh, information and industrial society. Hmm. Um, so, festival, and he paid for many ingredients, and the main dish was these earthen pots, of chipped rice, one pot of condensed milk, one of yogurt, and condensed milk and chipped rice and yogurt, condensed yogurt, I think, too, and bananas and sugar. So it's a cooling Bengali preparation for a hot day before the rainy season, before the monsoons had come. So the heat is just like reaching its its peak. When the monsoons come in India, then people are dancing on the roofs. Oh, some relief from the heat. So, this was uh, an attempt to, uh, with regard to the meal and a festival, to have a cooling uh, offering to Nityananda Prabhu. And so, um, the way it's described in Chaitanya Charitamrita, and so many people came, the news came, the festival's going on, let's go, there's a free meal, you know, at Panihati. So, so many people came, and there was, uh, they were sitting on the platform, the associates of Mahaprabhu, uh, then below that, other persons, and then those esteemed persons, and then along the bank of the Ganges, some people were standing in the water, and and uh, ten people were serving, and everyone was getting two, at least two clay pots for the main uh, preparation. It's a big um, uh, celebration, and this was the punishment of Mahaprabhu. You had to make a festival. Hmm. Um, for Chet, for uh, for all 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 of my associates, and uh, and then people were coming from nearby. And the, the, the ideas got so crowded that merchants were coming with with uh, ha- having prepared the two preparations, the yogurt and the condensed milk, and they were selling it to people. <laughs> so <laughs> it was a quite extended uh, event. Many people at- attending, and in the midst of it, Nityananda Prabhu began to dance. Kirtan and the dancing of Nityananda Prabhu. And of course, it's said that wherever Nityananda Prabhu danced, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was somehow mystically present. And so, in the context of the festival, and Nityananda Prabhu's dancing, satisfied with the offerings uh, and the service attitude of Raghunath Das Goswami, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared and was visible to a select few. And Das Goswami was allowed to have that vision of how Chaitanya Mahaprabhu manifests in the dancing of Nityananda Prabhu. And Nityananda Prabhu made a seat for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu next to him. Other people didn't know what he was doing. He put some pots aside for him and so forth. And then he went around to 
from those pots, the Chetan Mahaprabhu would eat, and Nityananda went around to every single person in the festival and gave them with unlimited remnants, apparently, because there were unlimited people attending. So, uh, meanwhile, Raghava Pandit attended, and he said, well, what's going on? Uh, you know, in my house, I've just cooked a whole feast for you. He used to cook every day for the deity and then make a separate offering for Gaur and Nityananda. And um, here you are having a festival. And, of course, Nityananda Prabhu had a simple solution. No problem. We'll eat the art night. <laughs> we'll have another festival at night. Mahaprasad ki jai. And so from Panihati, uh, for, or from the from the bank of the gods, there they went. It's at Panihati too. They went to Raghava uh, uh, um, Pandit's house. Raghava Pandit's house and his kitchen is very uh, special. It said that he would bring in, uh, cooked items from his kitchen um, all the way from Navadweep to Puri on the annual pilgrimage for uh, Rathayatra when the devotees of Bengal would come to have Mahaprabhu's association. And um, what he brought was, that's a long journey, um, preserved. Uh, he would bring items that could be preserved, like pickles and uh, um, condiments and so forth. Mahaprabhu would keep them and eat them all. It's said that that Raghava Pandit, that in his kitchen, through him, Radharani cooked regularly for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Of course, she was blessed by Durvas Muni that whatever she cooked would be like nectar. That's why in Brajlila, Yashoda Mai was able to have the had the power to convince Radharani's mother-in-law that Radharani, despite being married, needed to come to her house, the Queen of Vrindavan, and cook every day for the King and Queen of the Cowherd's son. Krishna, because of the blessing of Durvas. So, okay. And, and Radharani, you showed him he was of the opinion that that's why he is as powerful as some of the cowards say he is. He's not as powerful as they say, and I know they make up stories about him defeating so many demons, but he has some powers, and it's coming from the cooking of Radharani. So this cooking was going on in Gaurdila, in the house of Raghava Pandit. Sri Raghava Pandit Ki Jai. And so the festival continued into the night with more feasting. And after he made offering to the deity, he would offer to, to Gore and Nityanand. So there was a place made for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And again, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was appearing there. Daska Swami could see. And so um, on this occasion, Nityanand Prabhu gave him the blessing that you, your, your ideal will be attained. His ideal to join Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And uh, after the festival, Raghunathas began what, this was the beginning, if you will, of his renounced life, in a sense, because um, after the festival, um, which, well, the earlier part of it he paid for, he then wanted to give a donation to all of the devotees that um, participated. So he worked it out with, with uh, Raghavapanda, got a list of all the devotees, and then he left gold coins, and for, for all of them, a certain portion was divided up. And so this is the beginning of how he started to then spend his wealth in the service of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in the context of his becoming a renunciate. Mm-hmm. 
So, of course, as the story goes on from there, he um, returned to his home and continued to look for that opportunity, and an opportunity presented himself. When Yadananacharya, his Diksha Guru, asked him, can you take care of the deity tonight, because I'm not going to be able to. And, and so forth, he said yes, and then he left the night and went through the, the, the uh, not on the main roads, but over the hills, like if you want to go to Samara from here, over the hills, rather than going by the road, so that he wouldn't be caught. His father sent ten men on the road to catch him. They went all the way to Puri. He was not on the road. He knew it was a lost cause. Ravana slept in cow sheds along the way, and ate whatever was available. If nothing was available, he fasted. This is a kind of eagerness, greed that he had for Mahaprabhu's association. It's an important example for us. Hmm? What was his enthusiasm for the higher ideal that his renunciation was a byproduct of? Hmm? And of course, when he arrived in Puri, Mahaprabhu accepted him, and then he began, as I say, just to continue from the, how this was the beginning of his renounced life. He used to, his parents used to send him money. Hmm? Although he wanted to be renunciated, his parents would send him money. And so then he would spend the money holding festivals for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his associates, buying the Mahaprasad and having it prepared, and so on and so forth. Gradually, then he gave that up and began to live only by begging at the, the Lion's Gate in Jagannath Puri. Then he gave up the begging, and he began to eat only the Jagannath Prashad that was left after it had been given to the cows. And they would wash it and eat. And while he was there eating, it said, Mahaprabhu appeared and said, What's this? Again, you're having a festival, and this time you've not invited me. <laughs> and he took the rice from his hand and ate it. Jagannath Prashad, Jai. And so the story goes on, of course, that the, uh, and there's considerable description of the measure of Raghunath Goswami's renunciation that would make the Shankaracharyas tremble. Hmm? They being the sect of Gyanmark, for example, that or the Nagababas, that, that in, in which uh, part of the sect in which renunciation is the way, hmm? and so they go. It's overtly shown and so forth. Hmm? It's typically not uh, not the case for the uh, Vaishnavas. Um, Going naked uh, and uh, extreme fasting and so on and so forth. But in the lives of the Goswamis, we do find this, and of course, this is one of the reasons because they were in 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 the midst of at that time establishing a sampradaya and demonstrating that if you want, we we say that attaining Brahman is a small thing. Mukti is is insignificant. And uh, your goal is mukti, and we have as much renunciation as you, or more. Just see, they show that extreme kind of extreme example. Shudamarj put it like this: If you want to make a garland out of gems, then first you have to drill a hole in the gems. Second thing you have to do is string the thread through. So the Goswamis they drill the hole in the gems, established that um, this love of Radha and Krishna. Hmm, is not the love of an ordinary boy and girl and all the renunciation that can come and more from 
from the world through Myanmar can come from just contemplating their their leelas and so forth, chanting their names. And so they've left it for us, just a, our renunciation is just a thread, a string through the holes. So we don't find that this kind of this extreme asceticism in Gaudiya Vaishnavism. You get to live at Madhavan, for example. <laughs> and it's a very pleasurable uh, place. It, it has its... Like, you have to have a little thick skin. You've got to live around persons like me and my idiosyncrasies and so forth. But um, renunciation, life of renunciation, is is, um, is mild, if you will, in comparison, overtly, but the spirit of it is what we're interested in. The full giving to Krishna that is uh, abundantly uh, apparent in the life Goswami, who again was blessed by Mahaprabhu to give him the stone from Govardhan. His heart was full of rag and uh, ruchi lobha for Radha and Krishna. Shri Raghunathas Goswami ki jai, Shri Nityananda Ram ki jai, Shri Dandamahotsava ki jai, Gaur Bhaktivinda ki jai, Gaur Premanandi. Any question? What's the time? 735. It's important. Okay, we'll stop there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.